After observing a two-day player-initiated pause in the Stanley Cup playoffs to protest racial and social injustice, the Vegas Golden Knights return to the National Hockey League's postseason today. I'm Darren Millard, and this is the VGK Daily Podcast. Originally scheduled for Thursday night, Game 3 of the second round series between the Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks will be staged tonight in the NHL's Edmonton bubble at Rogers Place Arena with the opening faceoff scheduled for 6.45 this evening. Vegas clobbered the Canucks 5-0 in the opener last Sunday before watching Vancouver respond with a three-goal win in Game 2. They were two very different performances by the Vegas Golden Knights. Confident and rolling compared to a sluggish start and on their heels in the second outing. Vegas was disappointed in the opening period of that defeat and pledged to be better. That opportunity arrives tonight after the NHL backed the athletes' 48-hour pause of the Stanley Cup schedule. From a hockey perspective, the players were offered a physical opportunity to catch their breath. In the arena tackling racial and social injustice, Thursday and Friday, presented a time for thought, education, and action. The Golden Knights then practiced yesterday before William Carrier spoke with Dan Duva and Mike McKenna on Fox Sports Las Vegas and nighttime at noon. Here is that conversation, conducted Friday afternoon. William Carrier. Hi, Will. How are you today? Uh, good yourself? Very well, thank you. We've got lots to talk about here, uh, but, but first I want to ask a, a simple question. How are you today? Uh, pretty good. I mean, we're uh, obviously we got a couple of days off here, so uh, I mean, uh, we're trying to get the body going and get ready for tomorrow's game. With everything that has gone on here in a couple of days, um, be- between the the hockey, the significance of that, and um, your teammates and some of your opponents speaking about racial injustice yesterday, can you tell us what it was like to be with your teammates and what discussions happened as things began to unfold on Wednesday evening? Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was kind of a busy busy day. I think we got to the rink. Everyone was expecting to play, and um, you know, a couple of guys uh, showed up from Vancouver. Um, uh, we had a, a quick meeting here with the boys, and we all decided that um, you know we were gonna uh, skip that day here just to you know show that we're all uh, all together in this. And uh, no, so it was kind of a kind of a weird day, but it's uh, it's a great cause for us. Ryan Reeves has been at the front of this, not only for your team, but for the entire Western Conference and one of the, the clear voices of the National Hockey League. Um, but, but he's not just a face of this. Will, he's your teammate. He's your friend. How, how is Ryan right now? Yeah, no, I think he's, uh, I think he's pretty good. I think he's, uh, you know, he's... It's tough for him. Obviously, he's kind of busy the last couple of days, but uh, no, I think he's uh, he made the right decision, and they're all, um, I mean, they're all trying to get in, in the, to the same boat and get the same speech here. So I think they're, they've been really good, and you know, we we saw that press conference um, yesterday. So I think all the league uh, is jumping in the boat. Will you talked about meeting with the Vancouver Canucks uh, on this matter, and it's such a unique scenario to be in the bubble, to be playing against them in a heated playoff series. And to take an action like this, what were those conversations like, you know, amongst the teams as you were trying to come to a conclusion on what to do? Yeah, I won't lie. It was, you know, it's kind of a little weird, especially the way I play where, you know, kind of a couple of hits in and sometimes it gets heated up out there. But, you know, stuff off the ice is completely a different thing. So I think um, it was... Um 
it was good. And I think um, a couple of our guys took some leadership and um, uh, to get through that. Yeah, and the communication factor is really, to me, the biggest thing that stands out. You know, this it began with all the teams working together. You know, I don't know if I've seen the the players as unified as they are in terms of the grand scheme of things. Is that a feeling that you have as well? Yeah, no, it was, um, you know, we had a short meeting. It didn't take long, you know, um, Revo came in the room and talked about the situation we had, and uh, everyone agreed pretty pretty quick on it, and uh, we went through with it. Uh, Will, I, I want to play you uh, a piece of audio yesterday, Ryan Reeves uh, speaking to the media at the press conference, um, and, and he's talking about getting the message from Kevin Shattenkirk, one of his teammates with St. Louis, and of course now plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I, I would like you to listen to this, and then we can get your reaction. This is Ryan Reeves yesterday in cut three. Uh, you know, I think the best thing that happened, you know, last night I struggled with, you know, what I wanted to do, whether it was you know, am I really going to walk out on my team and be the only guy or is there going to be a couple of guys? But I, I woke up to, you know, a text from Kevin Shattenkirk and, um, and he had a bunch of guys out east there and they wanted to talk. And, and then I got a text saying Vancouver wanted to talk. And, you know, that, that I think was more powerful that it started, the conversation started with white players on other teams wanting to talk. And, um, you know, I, I think that's the most powerful thing that happened today. And now you see us all coming together, uh, all opponents here. Um, you know, I, I hope after this, you know, I don't expect every one of these guys to go out and, you know, be uh, you know, advocates for this for this movement. But, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of us are. And and that's that's the biggest thing. You can't just talk about it in the bubble and then go home and live your live your life. Uh, you know, you got to you got to start being part of it. And, uh, you know, I expect lots of us to. Will, you heard Ryan talking there about how important it was for the white athletes to step up here. And you being a white athlete and being very close to Ryan, can can you tell us um, what it means to be a white athlete and to feel what your teammate Ryan Reeves feels? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I grew up in a you know a pretty easy community, and down in Montreal, it wasn't that bad. But obviously, playing with um, Revo and uh, Belmar, you know, for the last couple of years, they they've kind of went through and told me a couple of stories growing up. Uh, you know, um, it wasn't you know it wasn't really hard, but you know they they got some situation that you know is confusing for everyone. And um, obvi- obviously, you know, we kind of all wanted to jump on that boat, and um, so it didn't take much. You know, obviously, it, it did start with them taking a knee here a couple of weeks ago and got the conversation going. And a couple of guys were already talking in the room. And um, no, when uh, when we saw the opportunity to, to do something, we did. Well, that you mentioned stories, and and I can't expect you to remember the details of a story those guys might have told you. But can you speak to what the, the value of a story when you hear Pierre or hear Ryan tell you a story can you speak to what that means when, when you hear them share their experience yeah I mean it's um it lacked the respect that's probably how I would call it you know um we, we don't feel it as a white athlete obviously because we just um go through it and um and you know we kind of get it pretty easy but you know for them um it could be coaches, it could be, you know, it could be media, it could come from everywhere where it only takes a little comment or, or something and um, just throw them off guard. And obviously I'm not going to go through their, their story. I'm sure they, they could probably share some with you guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's tough. Well, when you think about what's going on now, as Ryan points out, in the bubble, 
you guys have work to do. You, you, you know, you are literally isolated. You can't go out into the community. You can't do much other than than speak as you have done, as your teammates uh, have done. Um, have you given any thought to um, where your going forward after all this how this can be a cause you support and even if it's very personal i mean you're you're a new dad you've got a young family and and how what conversations and and, and those obviously very new dad so conversations aren't going to help very much for your little one uh but but those kinds of things thinking forward um yeah i think a couple of guys want to get together here um obviously we still got business to do here but the last couple of days guys have been talking or trying to do something in vegas so i'm sure uh, i'm sure the, the team the team will uh, will set something up for us you know will we're we're going through all these tumultuous times in hockey and seeing everything that's taken place is just it, it's incredible to see everybody come together but the reality is in a couple days you guys are going back to playing hockey so how do you uh, continue to keep this to the forefront while you know going back to doing what you guys do best on the ice you know how do you flip that switch back to hockey mode while keeping engaged with what is going on yeah you know i don't think we got it you know we we had the conversation yesterday in the locker room i don't think we're you know we're trying to solve the problem here with those two days of just us not playing hockey i think we're just trying to get people to talk and that's what um that's what we've been doing here and and will i i i know that you have um a, a strong commitment to your teammates whether it is on the ice or off the ice and this is a business but it also is a heck of a lot of fun and um, at some point here, you, you get on the ice and practicing today. Can you give us a feel for what it's like today? Ha- have you guys g- tried to get back to having a good time as teammates and being around each other and doing the things that you normally do? Yeah, I mean, we know as a team to have some fun on the ice and talk a lot and then, uh, a lot of chirping uh, between the guys. And I felt like that in practice. You know, guys were going at it. Guys are ready. And uh, obviously we got a big game coming up for us tomorrow. And I, I couldn't help but hear uh, there might have been one of your defensemen, I don't know, chirping you right before this interview <laughs> began. What, what was that? Yeah, Nick Holden. I mean, he's... Uh, He's trying to learn French here, and he's doing a terrible job. So I'll keep working on it. Are you the tutor of the team now? Is it your responsibility to help them learn their French as they're in the bubble? I mean, guys really don't know what to do no more. I think they're just getting fed up with cards and poker, and I think now they want to learn a new language. So, uh, you know, whatever whatever they need. Well, très bien, a bon chance. <laughs> that's pretty good. That, that's Merci. Mike. I could not do that. I might be able to give you a few words in Italian, but I could not even attempt the French. Uh, Will, last thing before. Before we let you go, um, they, they, you know, we, we talk about the hockey. Any thoughts on what you guys need to do to bounce back uh, in the game against Vancouver in Game Three tomorrow? Yeah, I think we just got to get back to what we were playing on the first game. You know, get on pucks, uh, play simple, dump some pucks in, and you know, we create a lot of offense when we play that way. So uh, we just got to make sure we tighten our D zone and our neutral zone, and um, yeah, we should be all right. Will, thank you very much for your your time today and, and sharing your thoughts on something that's more personal and not hockey related. But we appreciated it also. Thank you very much, and give our best to the rest of your teammates. Uh, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Carrier stood behind Ryan Reeves at Thursday's moving media event. Tonight, he will be beside him on the opposite wing for that opening faceoff for Game 3 against the Vancouver Canucks. The same questions we had prior to the pause on Thursday remain. The Golden Knights start in the first period. How will Vegas react to Canucks star Elias Pettersson finding his game? And what is the response to surrendering a playoff high for goals against? There is also an added query. Which goalie does Pete DeBoer start tonight? 
The new series schedule has created back-to-back games this weekend. When this scenario presented itself in round one against Chicago, Marc-Andre Fleury played the front half. And by the way, why not eat like a Golden Knight as you watch the Golden Knights play? A limited number of to-go packs are available at McKenzie River Pizza Grill and Pub for pre-order each playoff game, including tonight and tomorrow. $50 gets you a large pizza, a couple of salads, lodge poles, and four 7-5 Brewing Company beers. Player favorite pizzas are also 15% off on game days. Please call 702-916-2999 to order. That number, 702-916-2999, or just hit the back button a little bit. Vegas is 8-2 in the bubble. If the Golden Knights can reach double digits in the win column by Monday morning, the Canucks will be on the brink of elimination. It's a big weekend ahead. We will recap tonight, preview Game 4 on tomorrow's VGK Daily. Thanks once again to Dan Duva and Mike McKenna and Fox Sports Las Vegas for the interview with William Carrier. I'm Darren Millard. Thanks for listening to VGK Daily, a presentation of the Vegas Golden Knights.